You're very welcome to Tree Talk episode 137 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another uh, bumper weekend of GA action uh, with the return of the senior Komogi side as well as games for the junior Komogi side, the senior footballers, and the senior herders. We'll be looking back on last week's games and looking ahead to next or this weekend's games. So do stay tuned. The pressure in the game, we get all with what you put into It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? And I suppose, Matt, after a great weekend last weekend, I suppose, for the, the Limerick senior footballers, there's nowhere else to start but with Billy Lee and his side who are, are building every year and, and fully deserving of a 113 to 14 point win over the defending Munster champions. I suppose, what was your biggest takeaway from that win for Limerick? Well, you know, um, I, I suppose the biggest takeaway, a couple of things, uh, the, the main one being that, you know, you, you always wonder from season to season, um, you know, how um, good form in one season will translate into the other, whether you whether you can continue it or not. And, um, you know, you'll be slightly worried. And I, I, I suppose we, we were talking in the last couple of weeks, Jack, and we were saying that, you know, the scheduling wasn't very wasn't very kind to Limerick in, in that they had the Munster champions first up their only home game. But by God, and you know, we hear it's always said that you, you must make home farm count and building it. Like by God, Billy Lee and his men they, they certainly did it and um probably did it um slightly the hard way in so far that they were a bit unsettling. And when Tipperary got those um early four points um you know, you were beginning to wonder was was the step a bit too much. Once they got into the groove, and and um, uh, particularly the third quarter, um, and 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 that special goal from 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 Danny Neville, you know, um, which he has in his locker all day, as we know. And I suppose the the the, the most impressive thing was um, that when they got their noses in front. Um, they were able to defend it and they were able to see out the game because Tipperary had a run of three scores there together at one stage late in the game and it looked as if the momentum was shifting back to, to Tip. But by God, Limerick dug in and and, and dug it out. It, 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 it was one of those memorable victories um, for for this group of players now. Um, like they, they, they have given us... Uh, go, if you go back to 2019, over the last two years... This group of players in this squad have given us some memorable moments. And I suppose Tipperary have been on the receiving end of two of them. Um, the 2019 Monster Championship in, in Thurles. Now, last year, we came all so close. And we, we were speculating last week that how much of a mo motivating factor would it be for Billy Lee and his men 
and and um, it, 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 it certainly proved to be just that. Now, another aspect of it, of course, is like um, Billy Lee and Limerick played half the game without Ian Corbett, an All Star nominee. Now, um, who was um, we know what Ian Corbett brings to the table. We don't we, we don't have to recount that anymore. Um, it's it's well known what what, he, what he's capable of. And coupled with that, <clears throat> he was forced with two late changes, um, with, 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 when he had to replace Paul Maher. And if you remember, uh, Jack, uh, Paul Maher was one of the outstanding performers um, right through last year, through through the the the, um, the, the, the um, McGrath Cup, uh, the league, and 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 the championship. And he also had to replace Patrick Scanlon. Now, um, Mike Donovan came in, and and Adrian Inright came in to, to fill the slots. And I suppose, without wanting to jump the gun, um, they obviously must have satisfied what Billy wanted, because their name from the their name from the off um, for Tullamore on Saturday. Yeah, their name from the start, and we just put the team up there for you. And um, as you mentioned, those changes, Mike Donovan and Adrian retained their places. So we've done a son of an goals. Sean O'Dea, Brian Fenny, Michael Donovan as fullback line, Tony McCarthy, Robbie Childs, Gordon Brown, Dara Tracy and Tommy Childs, partner midfield, half, half forward line of Keane Sheehan, Killian Fahey and Tommy Griffin, and then full forward line of Adrian Wright, Danny Neville and Hugh Burke. Um, among the bench, you have Padre De Bruyne is named on the replacements this week, as is Kevin Howard, who will be in line to make his debut. But just looking... At that squad, Matt, there's real strength in depth there in the Limerick side. And one thing Billy has definitely done over the last few years is that if if players play well, they're rewarded regardless of name or what they've done in the past. He definitely goes with foreign players. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's the point I made that um, that I've just made. That I, obviously Mike Donovan and and Adrian Inright did enough. Last last um, Saturday to satisfy Billy that they were worthy of a starting place this time. Now we 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 know what they're capable of. That they're they're very very good footballers and you know had decent seasons last year. So <coughs> it's a strong position that Billy is building that squad because he looks at his bench and he's he has um he's got um he's got Ian Corbett number one to to, to come off the bench. And like he's Paul Martin to come off the bench as well, you know that that is a very very st strong position to be in to have players of that caliber to come to come off the bench, and it it it's it, it's nice to see um um Kevin Howard getting an opportunity. He was one of the standout performers um in Trahan's run to winning the county intermediate championship last year. So like he 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 deserves he he deserves his running. Possibly, you know, may may get to get on the pitch, which which would be very very good for him. And you know, is is somebody else coming through a bit a bit of fresh blood? But um, I I have no doubt that the thinking with 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 Ian Corbett is that Ian Corbett is obviously not one hundred percent fit at the minute, and that he, he that that Billy is afraid or um is not prepared to to risk him over a 70-minute period and that he, he obviously wants to use him in Tullamore um, as the need may arise. 
Yeah, but it's definitely a nice luxury to have to have an all-star nominee on the bench. I suppose going into the game against Offaly this weekend, I'm kind of getting past the Prairie game last week. Um, Offaly beat Wicklow, so this game really is, I suppose you could say, really with kind of certainty that whoever wins this game, that you're there thereabouts into the promotion, like as long as you don't have a disaster result on the last day. Will that be playing in the minds of the side, or will they be able to focus on just this individual game with another round to come? Yeah, um, it, 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 it's hard to know. I, I felt going in, and uh, I said it last week, that I, I felt no matter um, what was said or what was not said about the Munster semi-final last year, that subconsciously that um, it would be a motivating factor for the players. Um, I honestly think, you know, Billy Lee this week will be trying to, he, he will be trying to shut out, I suppose, the Tipperary performance and focus solely and offly, offly, uh without focusing on, on on the ramifications of a win against Offaly. I, I, I think he'll be doing his best. But in a three-match run, the players will be well able, um, you know, to, to, to um, figure out the ramifications of the permutations of the result. But a win, of course, you're right. A win will virtually, uh, virtually assure him of a place in 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 the in the um, division three South semi final of the division three semi final, which 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 would be a fant- an absolutely fantastic achievement um, on your first year up because, uh, um, you know you always worry about teams coming up, Jack, and um, you know there are there is greater cause for worry when 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 you have a short sharp truncated season because we're limited to have the normal division three and have seven games like you'd have you, you you'd have a bit of leg room at the start um to find your feet and 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 and, and grow into your new environment but you know it, it it's all systems go from the start on on and this one so like i i'd be i'd be pretty confident that limerick can get a result against offley now offley went to Akram, and we all know about Akram. Akram has been, um, it, it, it has been the graveyard of so many high hopes in the league and indeed in the championship. And like Billy was on record of saying last week, you will recall in your own interview, Jack, that that um, he recalls the last day that, that Limerick went to Akram, did all the work against the Gale in the first half and failed to come up, failed to win the football match. So, you know, um, there, there is there is no point in 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 in, in saying that it wasn't a, a, a big achievement by Offaly to win in Akram, and like um, you know, um, Offaly didn't root up any trees last year. You, you know, um, could could have possibly passed Limerick on the way down to Division Four when Limerick were on the way up. So, um, like uh, it, it may be a bit of of, of um, Early seasons jitters in Division Three for for, for Wicklow, but um, it's an awfully challenge that has to be taken very very seriously. And we've got to discount the fact that you've beaten the Monster Championship champions. This is a different game, and of course, you know we we, we look back on awfully and like we played awfully in a very very important game in 2013, the league final in Croke Park, and won it. And uh, the narrative leading into that game was that it was awfully to lose. Um, but you know, um, and our most recent meeting with 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 Offaly, 
um, was in, in, in Newcastle West the year, the year that we were relegated to Division 4, I think, 2017, and we lost by a couple of goals. But we lost, it, it was the last round. Limerick's fate had been sealed going into the game. So I, w- I wouldn't read too much into that. But the, the, the dynamic between the counties is favourable enough to Limerick. So, um, I, you know, going to Tullamore, um, it, it's not as formidable going to Tullamore um, without a crowd. And, and, I, and I suspect um, that to some degree fed into going to Ockram without a crowd for Offaly last week. So. Um, yeah, I, I I think we're in we're in with a right chance. Limerick ta- Limerick's tails are up. Um, confidence is high, and I I, I think they're quite capable of beating Offaly. Yeah, they're definitely capable of of beating Offaly. But if you if you had to nail your colours to the mast, and if I'm going I'm going to ask you now if just to call it for Saturday. I'm ca- I'm ca- I'm calling Limerick. Hopefully, hopefully you get a second win. I'm, I'm, I'm calling Limerick, and it, it, it puts them in a very, very strong position. Um, no, mathematically, it, it, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't assure you um, a place in the knockout stages because you, you could technically, depending on the results elsewhere, you could have three. You could have three counties ending in four points each, <coughs> and then it would all come down to to scoring difference. But if you're four points out of four. In a three-match run, um, you're into medical territory to prevent you from not advancing. Yeah, and and that's what we'll be hoping for, and also will give confidence for the championship down the line. But I suppose moving away from the footballers, um, the story's coming out of Salt Hill last weekend. The herders are finished. <laughs> Two All Irelands in three years, and they're finished now. Oh, they're they're, they're finished now. So we've been listening to the narrative, and everybody is wrong, and. This one is wrong, and and that one is wrong, and um, you know, look, it's it, it's as simple as this, Jack. Um, the, the the longer the winning run was going on, the sooner it was about to end. That's 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 just the simple logic, of the simple logic of it. But in in terms of 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 of, of um, retaining the league, um, it, it's it's a disappointing result, and it's it, it's um. It's a result that will make it very, very difficult for Limerick, which we flagged last week, um, to retain the league. Because I, I just give you the scenario. Um, and Matthew, mind you now, uh, we'll be talking about the game in, in, in a second. We're Galway to beat Tipperary, and, and I, that's on in Turles, I think, on Saturday. Like, Limerick would, 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 would trot out on Walsh Park on, on Sunday, five points behind Galway with three matches remaining. So you don't need to be Archimedes or Euclid or anyone to figure out that that is a mountain to climb. Um, the, uh, you know, five points behind a Galway team that, 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 that is playing well. Uh, I, I suppose it was a Galway team that didn't, didn't surprise us. It certainly didn't surprise me. Uh, if, you, if you recall our, our, our first um, uh, treaty talk back, where, where we fly, flag the potential of Galway to be the most serious threat to Limerick. And and I, I think if we needed verification of it, we, we got it over the 70 minutes in Salt Hill last Sunday. Yeah, and look, the, the Limerick curling team have given us more joy over the last three years than, I don't know, anyone else. But they, they probably haven't hit their peak, it's probably fair to say, in the first two games. Is there anything that you could attribute that to? Uh, I just don't know. Um, I, I, I suppose it would be a lazy excuse 
just say, look, it's 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 down to it's down to um, uh, what we've had, the long layoff, and all, all that's that sort of thing, and that they're a bit slow and getting into the groove, and that they haven't enough of um, that they hadn't enough of preparatory time, but they had, uh, I suppose, as much preparatory time as anybody, um, you know, except those that choose chose to flout the rules. Um, but I think Limerick are only just getting in, into their groove at this stage. Um, like they, they, in, in the past, they had early season games in, in the Munster Senior League where, it, you know, could throw caution to the wind a bit and, and do a bit of experimenting. And um, I suppose they have they've gone down the road of, of experimenting again um, in uh, or during the, during during the current league. And uh, but uh, I, I I think that you're gradually going to see what what will be coming together between um, Saturday or between sorry between Sunday and 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 the Cork game uh, in, in two weeks time is you're you're going to see what what basically more than the skeleton of what is going to be your championship team coming together and uh, what will be very very welcome for Limerick um, is. The, the the break that's after the Waterford game, the two week lead into Cork, that 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 will be very very crucial um, for for Limerick and how how their season eventually pans out, and and um, I you know I I honestly think that um, I I don't know what you're going to see in Waterford to be quite honest. Um, uh, <coughs> we can only second guess what John Kylie will do with his team. We know straight away that there's definitely going to be one change uh, with Dermot Burns, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, getting that suspension. And, and uh, of course, that, that, that is a story in, in, in itself. And in my view, it, 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 it's disgraceful. Um, but um, there's definitely going to be one change. But, you know, what, sort of a, what team is John Kiley going to send out on, on, on Sunday against Waterford? That is the big question. It, it's certainly a big question, and I know we haven't a great track record, but if Jeremy Burns is out and Declan Hannon is fit, I think the obvious scenario would be to see Kyle move out to the wing and put Declan Hannon at centre-back, just maybe for a bit of stability. But aside from that, can you see any other changes? Um, I know we, like, we didn't see Aaron Galland from the start. He came on and he was brilliant, I thought. Um, there's probably a few more that we haven't seen like properly. We haven't seen Tom Morrissey and Hegarty together on the field, as far as I know. Like, do Limerick need to just put out their best 15 and get the result, or is this all right just to keep experimenting and then once come championship, you know you're 15? Yeah, I suppose that's uh, that's the dilemma that Kylie is in. Um, he has a number of options, like um, Janet Bunn's out. Um, like, I, I, I think he made it quite clear, like, that, that you know, more or less that Declan Hannon will be back. Um, which would be a big plus. Now, does he move Barry Nash to to the right wing, or does he let him where he is and um, move Kyle Hayes up? You know, I I think another option that's there is bringing Dan Morrissey back into the half back line, and possibly putting Sean Finn back in the full back line. I I would expect that I'd see Sean Finn back, put him back full back, Sean Finn. With possibly Dan Morrissey moving out, out to the wing, um, and and Kyle Hayes going up front. But <coughs> if there's one thing John Kylie is is very good at, it's surprising you and me anyway. 
because mm-hmm. we don't seem to be able to second guess what he's thinking on on these things. Is but there are there are options there. Like you're right when you say like there's there's a straightforward option of of just putting in Declan Hannon into the halfback line, moving Kyle out out, out to the wing. Um, you know that 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 probably is a stick out option. But I, I'm just making the point when I was reflecting on it that. Um, releasing Dan Morrissey back to the half-back line and bringing in Sean Finn at full-back is, is, is another option that's there. So um, after that, I it's it's, it's hard to see. Um, now, now, Kyle Hayes could very well whoop centre-forward with, uh, and be flanked by Tom Morrissey and Garod Hegarty. That could very, very well happen. If that be the case, it would be in the Keen Lynch would be moved to midfield to partner either Willem O'Donoghue or or um, Darrow O'Donovan. Like that, there are options there. Now, inside, I, I, I'm pretty certain, I'm pretty convinced that, that Aaron Gillan is going to start. Um, uh, Seamus Flanagan, he's, he's on fire. Um, I, 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 I think he'll stay in left corner forward. Is it too soon for Graham Mulcahy? Um, <clears throat> will David Dempsey get another shot there, or will it be will it be Peter Casey? Um, they, they are the sort of options, and we haven't spoken at all about David Reedy, who has been the leading scorer in 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 in, in the last two games. Like, will, will there um, where Kyle Hayes not to be um, brought forward? Would David Reedy be slotted into the half forward line? So. There are multiple of options there, and there are multiple of things that might transpire. Um, whether John will go from somebody new or pull some somebody you know in, would he go for somebody like Colin Cotlin? Yeah. Like he gave yeah. Carl O'Neill a, a, a chance in Galway. You know, the, the options are there, Jack, and, and, and it is very, very hard to second guess them. Yeah, and there's definitely brilliant options there. And I just thought last week in Tall Hill, if anyone came away with more credit than had going into the game, it was probably Dan Morrissey at fullback. But it look, it remains to be seen what he'll go for. Um, just on Galway for a second, Matt, and I know it was a really contrasting <coughs> weekend for Galway between their footballers and herders. And I suppose against Kerry, there was probably a lot made of how poor Galway were. And again, Limerick, it was how poor Limerick were. But how much credit has to go to Galway and how much of a marker have they laid down so far in the league? I think they've laid down a very firm marker. And um, like, uh, you know, Joe Kenning didn't start. He came on. Dahi Burke um, didn't feature at all. And David Burke, Whitehart had a very, very impressive start to the game and went off injured. So it's it's a talented Galway side and like it, it has to be a talented Galway side for the number of, of, of underage successes that they have had in recent years. Um, they, they have to have them coming through. And we were, we were speculating last weekend that it's it's all about getting the blend in Galway. Like the, the two Mannions, like um, I, I, I thought they were excellent. Um, you know, Connor Whelan. Everywhere you look, there is t- talent. Brian Concanon. And, and, and they had players to, 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 to come off the bench um, like, yeah, look, Galway, Galway, Galway didn't show us anything that we didn't already suspect that they are serious contenders. And they, all they did was 
made a very, very firm statement um, because there were doubts raised. Um, and Well, I wouldn't say doubts, but after the debate was made by 30 points, I should the narrative was that they were going to, they were damned if they did, they were damned if they didn't, you know, kind of stuff. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think this is a serious, this is a serious statement um, of intent. Um, like you get the, the All Ireland champions, all right, your own backyard, and as as we've already flagged, that without crowds, I don't think the home advantage is, is as as much as it would be if there were. Um, and I think they made a serious uh, statement to intent right from start to finish, right throughout. Yeah, they've definitely been been the form and team I of the league. We really can't argue, and John kind of nailed this. When he said that the best team out there won the match today, which they did, Galway won the better team on Sunday. Yeah, you know, and just quite mess. Yeah, but uh, look, um, having said that, um, Limerick, you know, never, never really came near um, the level of performance that we have come to expect, and which they have spoiled us with, I suppose. Um, for the, for the, for the last two years. Yeah, and and you'll be hoping that they can get back to that level soon. But just as you mentioned, John Kylie there, I suppose, um, there was a lot made of his interview after the game last week, and an awful lot of people agreed with him. But we know how good he is as a manager, but as a person as well. Just to, I suppose, to have the dignity and the courage to come out and say what I said was wrong when he could have really doubled down like a lot of managers. It it just shows the kind of man John Kylie is, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's it's again, it's something that we didn't know, um, and I, I I think we flagged it um, about the, the, the type of man he is. Absolutely top class as a manager, top class as an educationalist, top class as a man, John Curley. Yeah, and it's just important to flag that because it could have it would have been as easy, probably easier for John just to say it was in the heat of the moment and and as I said, double down and put. To his credit, he came out and said what he said was wrong, even though I'd say a lot of people don't think what he said was wrong. But moving on from Jack, that anyway. What he, what, he said, what, he said, what he said about the advantage rule and, and the freeze, nobody could argue with him. It was, hmm. it was this piece about simulation. Nobody could argue with him. But we had eight top managers, Jack, who appeared on the Alliance Sunday League on Sunday and all sang dumb. And they had the same problems with with, with with the rules and the applications. And are we to are we to derive from that that those eight managers are quite happy to see free ridden games? That's the only conclusion I can come to. At least John Kiley had the guts to spell it out and to challenge those that changed it. It's a it's extraordinary to me, Jack. We have people that can change anything in, 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 at the drop of a hat in our association. And we, 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 hadn't, we hadn't people that were able to result, uh, resist the government's decision to delete um, hurling from being in a, hurling and Gaelic games from being in a, 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 an elite sport in this country. They sheepishly walked away. When, when, they, when they were, when, and, and they, they can change the rules and they can suspend them at buttons and they can do this, do that, and the next thing. And, 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 um, but, you know, they, they, they allowed, they were walked upon when it came to, to, 
to that our national games been 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 in the class sports yeah, and, and certainly the, the freeze, the sheer amount of freeze, whether the managers are saying or not, there's no one that wants to see all these freeze being taken. But uh, like it, it's it's something that's getting so much scrutiny that you'd imagine that something will be done about it and just probably up to the refs as small bit. And again, we don't want to criticize refs, but just to probably be a bit more lenient and let the game flow. And I know the advantage rule and all the rule changes don't help, but coming away from that for, for the time being, because look, we, we're, we're hoping for a good game this weekend. And I've asked you the last two weekends, but I suppose it applies again. Like, who is this a bigger game for Limerick or Waterford? Limerick obviously aren't without or without a win in the first two games. Waterford got a win, albeit against Westmead, and only by three points. They did have a lot of changes, but Waterford will probably still be reeling somewhat from that All Ireland final loss where they got a, a clipping really thirty points to nineteen and never really looked like winning. So, like Limerick need the win, but Waterford probably needs a victory over Limerick. So, who would it be a bigger game for? Do you think? It's it's a bigger game. It's it, it's a bigger game for Waterford, Jack, because their record against Limerick in recent years has been abysmal. Let's face it. And 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 if you can indulge me for a second, I'll tell you why it, it, it has been abysmal. They met last year uh, three times. They met in the league, and Waterford. Um, Ran Limerick to, to five points in, 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 in the Gaelic grounds. They met in the Munster final, and whilst they put up a, a decent performance, they were never really going to win the Munster final. And we have, then we had the All Ireland final in Croke Park, like which, as you said, you know, concession of 30 points, 30 points to 19. <coughs> a final that was over from very, very early in the game. Unfortunately, for from a Waterford point of view, <clears throat> you go back to the league final in 2019—a very, very comfortable win for Limerick in the league final in, in 2019 in Croke Park. You go back to the Munster Championship under the round robin scene, um, um, format in 2018 and 2019. Huge win for Limerick in 2018 in the Gaelic Grounds. Even a bigger win for Limerick in 2019. In Walsh Park. So, like, you know, the omens for Waterford against Limerick uh, are not good. Now, in the current campaign, all right, they sit for two points, one point better off than Limerick. But the game against Cork, they fielded nine of the All Ireland, that, that All Ireland team. For the game against Westmead, they fielded three of the All Ireland team Ian Kenny, Jack Fagan, and Jack Prendergast. And uh, you know they've been they've, what would have been badly hit in many ways, like they have the ongoing absence of Patrick Mahoney for hitting on two years now, and you know that has been compounded by the loss of Ty de Borca. And to add to their woes, um, Stephen O'Keefe is is the the goalkeeper, long-standing goalkeeper, is taking a year out. So. Jamie Barron isn't back in, in, in the fall yet. Um, Jesse Hutchinson is just working his... Um, I'm not saying that um, Jamie Barron has left the fall or anything, but he hasn't featured in the league yet. Jesse Hutchinson only made a cameo appearance um, last, last week, as did Kevin Moore. So 
what we're talking about there is uh, as we're talking about their leading their leading players. So I I think um, it'll be all hands on the deck for Waterford on Sunday on Sunday. I I I, I can see Liam Cahill fielding a very, very, very strong team. Like they need they need a psychological victory um for um over Limerick. And I suppose in the context of their own championship ambitions, um, they, they, they need a psychological um, um, victory to, to get to get everything back on the rails again um, after, after um, the defeat of the All-Ireland Final. The defeat in the All-Ireland Final was very, very comprehensive, Jack. And it, 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 it was something like that, that, that um, would be very, very hard for any county to... To recover from, you could just picture if if, if it were Limerick, um, we we would be in a difficult difficult situation as well. So I, the answer to your question, even though I went the scenic route to answer it, is that it's a bigger game for for um, a, a much bigger game for Waterford. In the context of, of of the league, if you want to retain the league, it's a huge game for Limerick because Limerick Limerick have one permutation now in the league. Let's call a spade a spade, Jack. Win three games and see where does it take you. It doesn't even guarantee you that you'll win the league. No, and, and by the look of this, um, you can't see Galway losing two games. Probably can't see, well, maybe Cork if Limerick are staying. But the league probably does seem to be out of Limerick's hands somewhat. But you say it's probably a bigger game for Watford. It's also a big game for Limerick if you had to call it, Matt. Well, I'm calling Limerick. I, I think John Kiley will field a strong team going down there and and they will use the fortnight to, um, before the Cork game for, um, uh, you know, to build on what he hopes will be a victory and and, 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 and take it from there. I am going yeah. for Limerick to win it, Jack. Yeah, and it's it's probably very long, not a very long time, but it's probably a long time, I'd say, probably never in John Kiley's term that he go three games without a win, but I suppose we'll wait and see. But I would be in agreement with you that, that Limerick can finally get their first win of the season, kind of get the things back in track. But all this talk of Limerick, I suppose, falling off the way and such, like it's way, way too early and, and not right at all. But again, we'll wait and see. Um, I suppose we'll have the Camogie, senior Camogie team back in action this weekend. Um, we might start with the junior side, though, that had a brilliant win last weekend in their opener. Um, and I suppose I'll just get their team up. They're playing Carlo this weekend. Their team has been named. And there's notably a few players from last weekend's win that have been called senior side, but they're going with Aoife Corbett in goals, Megan Ryan, Roisin Mann, and Yvonne Lee in the fullback line. You've Grace Lee, Aoife Coughlin, Shauna Cunningham in halfback line, Ashton Cunningham and Stephanie Wolf partner in midfield. Michelle Curtin, Noel Curtin, and Alva Larkin make up the half-forward line. Valerie Sheehan, Keir English, and Enya Harrington at the center in the full forward line. And I suppose one name that's probably noticeably absent from that team is Anya Cunningham. She's drafted into the seniors, but just on the junior side, they play Carroll this weekend, but they got the league off to, to a brilliant start against Clare. Um, and a real buzz around Limerick Camogie you now after a, a below par 2020. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 I saw the game last, last Saturday, and it, it was a pleasure to watch it, Jack. Um, Limerick scored 216, 214 of which came from open play. Um, um, and you, you mentioned Anya Cunningham, Cunningham there was in absolutely sparkling form. Six points, six points from, from open play, a fantastic contribution. 
and mm. and um, we have we had excellent scoring contributions also from from our teammate uh, in Kiliri, Valerie Shanahan, who got one two from player, and Michelle Corton from Templeton Lantern, um, who, who got, got something similar from one, one two or one three from player. Um, like, but overall, it, it it was an excellent performance, Jack. Two sixteen to two ten. Factor into it, literally with the last puck of the game, Claire got a goal from a free, and uh, the, the referee called for the ball. Didn't the ball wasn't even poked out after it. So like that, um, the victory was more comprehensive than 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 the scoreline would suggest. And it, it, psychologically, it was a very important um, uh, victory because at this level, Claire um, have had the upper hand in Limerick in recent years. And like it surprises me that that that, that, that there's only one uh, fast track into into the um, in, into the senior team for for, for uh, Saturday's game in Ennis. But Pat Ryan is just finding his feet. Um, <coughs> he has a big squad. He told us afterwards he's he's pulling from from um, seventy players at the moment, and it's it's a bit of a juggling job and a bit of a balancing job. Um, between the seniors and juniors, and I put that very point to him after about um, um, that. You know, if the junior game was an audition last weekend for um, senior places this weekend, certainly I thought as many as four or five or possibly six players put up their hand and and would, would along with Anya Cunningham probably have featured in the manager's thoughts and in his backroom team's thoughts when when they were. Um, when they were naming the, the the senior team to play Claire. Now there are three changes that have been have been made to the junior team. Um, Aoife Corbett, um, who is Ian's sister, is 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 coming in, and um, as is Kira English from Grenoble and Gary and Enya um, Harrington from the Pierce. and they come in instead of Leah Carroll, um, Aoife Corton, and and of course the aforementioned Anya Cunningham, who who has has been promoted. Um, but it's a very, very strong squad, a very, very encouraging squad. But I, 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 I have to think that <coughs> Carlo will probably be a step up on Claire. I think it's. It, you must remember, this is Carlo's first team, and and Carlo made a lot of progress, and and uh, uh, you know in, in 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 recent years, and I I, I think I, I think it'll be it 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 it'll, it'll be it'll be a difficult game for Limerick. Go, going up to Carlo. Um, of course, we had a very notable win over Carlo in 2014 when we beat him in, in the in the junior All Ireland final in above in Moneygall. So um, it, it's one I'm going to sit in the fence, Jack, and you can try all day to get me to come off it, but I'm not. I'm sitting on the fence, but I give Limerick a very good chance if they repeat yeah. the performance. But uh, uh, you know. Uh, you, you, you have you have issue now of 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 um, um we, we say Pat Ryan is managing both sides. He cannot buy locate. He cannot be in an innocent Carlot at virtually at virtually the same time. So um, obviously, and Shane Fitzgerald is, is 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 going to be taking over the management. I understand of the junior team in Carlot on 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 Saturday. But I think if they reproduce the performance that they showed against Clare. They're in a very, very good position. Yeah, and even if you aren't going to to decide in the game this weekend, I suppose just for the junior side and as as a one big squad, it's probably very important 
that they got the season off to off to a good start and there's probably a positive vibe of training this week and it leads nicely into the seniors playing this weekend and obviously the juniors will be out first but they probably the seniors probably won't be able to watch that game but just for a psychological aspect it's very good for Camogie Limerick Camogie that they got the season off to a winning start when realistically it's just one big squad. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And you're right, there will be a buzz in training this week because they're all training as one one huge squad. And, you know, this thing, um, success and confidence can be can be contagious. And and looking at the team that, that Pat Ryan has named, in the circumstances, um, it, it's, 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 it's a very, very strong team. Um, um, unfortunately, of course, that, Neve Ryan is out through injury, the, the, the team vice captain. But it, it's a very, very experienced team. And apart from apart from Anya Cunningham and uh, and to a lesser you know degree, maybe Ashley Scanlon, most of those players have a lot of camogie under their belts. Um which which is um um it can be a very, very experienced Limerick team team that will be will will be going to um to um to join us on, on, on Saturday and um, like going to be captained by Cameron O'Leary um, every, everybody is back on board now they, they, they were, there were some players that weren't making themselves available last year for various reasons um, every, everybody seems to be back on board so it, it, it's, it's all systems go and um, they'll be facing in a clear team that will really have their backs to the wall and will be under pressure because despite pushing Galway um, for 40 odd minutes of, of, of the, the game in Atten last Saturday, um, they, 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 they eventually lost the match. So they're, they're in a, Claire are in a make or break situation, Jack. You know, it's win or bust in, 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 in this one. Like, um, if they lose, they're, they're out of the race for this year and it, it, um, it, it'll reduce the. Um, the, the Galway Limerick game the following week um, to a shootout for first and second place. So um, it, it's a huge game in in terms of of um, in, 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 in for for Clare, but um, equally, of course, it's it, it's huge for Limerick um, that that the, that the new um, Pat Ryan ran at senior level um, apes uh, what happened in Kilmallock last last Saturday and gets out gets off to a winning um, a winning start. Yeah, and just to run through the, the senior team, uh, Lauren, and as you, as you said, it's a very, very experienced team. Um, Lauren Neal in goals, Marion Quaid, Marin Kramer, and Mairead Ryan make up the fullback line. Megan O'Mara, Judith Mulcahy, and Roisin Ambrose, Ashton Scanlon, and Karen O'Leary, who is captain for the year in midfield. Quiva lines, Deborah Murphy, and Sophia Callahan in the half-forward line, and then the aforementioned Anya Cunningham, Rebecca DeLee, and Quiva Costello. And I suppose not to single anyone out, but at 14, Rebecca DeLee, it's brilliant to see such a wonderful player back after time away with injury. Absolutely fantastic. Um, back back, um, back after her cruciate, you know, and she's, she's forming one on paper, Jack, um, and what we know to be a very potent full forward line. <coughs> the trick for Limerick will be <coughs> to ensure that those three players get a good supply of the ball because um, it's a luxury you cannot afford to have players of that quality inside in the full forward line and nothing going into them. So there, there will be a lot of responsibility on the players in the mi middle mm -hmm. top 
um, of, 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 of the field. We all know what Karen O'Leary brings to the table. Whether she's captain or not, Karen O'Leary is a leader, full of energy, full of get up and go. And like we all remember the goal that she got, um, that that actually um, that beat Dublin in uh, inside an LIT last year. You and I were there together, Jack, if you recall. Um, like it was a goal for the ages, and it needed somebody of that caliber um, to take the game by the scruff of the neck and get the bloody thing, and she she did it. But this is the type of leadership she's going to bring around the middle, like because she, um, I I see Cameron O'Leary as being somebody that's going to be leading from the front. Yeah, and just on on the game itself, um, obviously Claire, as you mentioned, have that loss. And how important would it be for Limerick if they can get past Claire? That they can go into the game against Galway, and as you said, it's a shootout first and second. That they they can really test themselves against the best without having to worry about finishing last or having two losses. Yeah, I I think it's very 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 important, and you you know it's that magical thing, Jack, that they call win in the first game. Absolutely huge, you know, and it's in inverted commas and it's in lights and everything. And this particular game, it's 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 huge. I'm really looking forward to being there on Saturday. Um, you know, I honestly think, and I'm going to come off the fence now before you start complaining. Um, I it's it's a huge game for Limerick, and I'm going there with a certain level of confidence um, that Limerick are going to win. Yeah, and I, I'd echo that statement. I think there's just a, a feel-good factor around Limerick Mogi at the moment, and I've been in for walks around UL where they're training, and there's a huge buzz, there's huge numbers, um, and Pat Ryan has really kind of got everyone rowing in the same direction, in the same boat. Uh, I'm glad you came off the fence, because I was going to ask you about that. Um, just again, for anyone... Jake, for I, those... I, I, I would use the caveat, which, and I'm repeating myself now, I would use the caveat. Absolutely crucial that we see a lot of ball and a lot of fastball going in to the three players, Anya Cunningham, um, Rebecca DeLee, and and Cueva Costello. Now, if it weren't happening, Pat Ryan has options in that he can certainly withdraw. We know what Rebecca DeLee can supply out the field as well as being inside at full forward. We also know what Cueva Costello brings. Cueva Costello is somebody like... like um, like Cam O'Leary, a, natu a natural leader, full of energy, and will probably be entrusted, I presume, with, with, with the free-taking duties, which he has grown into very, very well in the last 12 months. So um, it, 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 it's, there are, hopefully, there, there is great hope around Limerick Camogie at the moment, and, 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 and rightly so, and, and let's hope that it will be played out in Carlo at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and in Father McNamara Park at 4.30 on, on Saturday, later that evening. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm quite hoping, I'm hopeful that they'll beat Carlo. <coughs> I, I found it very, very hard to get a fix on Carlo during the week, but the one thing that we did know is that they went to Waterford, went to kill last week, and 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 um, and had, had a good win there, so... You know that speaks for itself as far as I'm concerned. You know, I I think it it, it because Waterford had decent have a decent junior team. We've we've seen it the last couple of years. They've played Limerick and there's been very very little between them. Um. So 
and uh, you know, just get back to the Jonas again. Like, it, it, it's a Jonas team, Jake, that has a lot of big game experience. Um, and we made that point last week. Um, in, in that you, you, you have a number of players there who played in the 2019 All Ireland Junior Final, and coupled with a number of players who played in the, the 2019 Minor Final. So, like, there is no shortage of experience there, and and there is no shortage of big game experience there. So, like, um, and I think that was played out last Sunday, or uh, last Saturday in in, in Kilmallock. In, in, in the victory over Clare, and um, I, I, I'm just hoping for more of the same on, on, on Saturday. Yeah, we're all hopeful for more of the same. <laughs> Excuse me. I suppose just um, for fixture-wise, the seniors are playing on Saturday at half four. That game was originally down for four. It's half four on Saturday in Father McNamara Park. It's being streamed live by Channel Clare, if anyone's checked it out. And the juniors are out Saturday afternoon before that at two o'clock in Carlow. Um, we're hopeful for, for four wins um, so for all the Limerick teams over the weekend, Matt. But before we finish, I suppose we'll have to address the situation with the ladies' football and the cancellation of the All-Ireland Series for the underage grades. Um, I suppose every week there's there's something negative that we have to touch on. And unfortunately this week it's it's the underage. And like for all those, all those girls and, and ladies from that age that haven't been able to play for the last year and and having been able to go to school for a lot of it, it's just another blow for them. It's a huge blow for them. Like they can take part in the provincial championships, but you know, we we, we know what what they are. But you know, if 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 if, if um, uh, you know, it's it, it's games at least for them. But you know, that the carrot was really to try and get into the All Ireland series, and that at to have them, uh, you know. Um, wiped off the slate for for minor under sixteen and under fourteen for a second year running is extremely disappointment and you, you you saw some very very strong statements coming out during the week from from Limerick our our, our own county and, and indeed a very very strong statement um, from from Cork on the matter uh, and um, you you know you you'd have to agree with him and I, like I for the most part and you know and um, I, I have, I've said it a number of times that I, I, I put down the Ladies Football Association um, uh, as a paragon, paragon as as to an organisation that does things right, and they do for the for the most part. And 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 um, um, like we've we've seen fifty five thousand at that All Ireland final in Croke Park, following on fifty thousand the previous year. That speaks volumes for the way that they're running their organisation. I know we had the debate between Galway and and um, and um, Cork in the All Ireland semi final last year, but like in, in in fairness, if the ground was dangerous, it was dangerous, and and they had to they had to <coughs> to move the game at short notice. But generally, for the most part, they for for ninety five percent of the thing that they, they do things right and how you'd like to um seeing them to be done i think I, I think they're falling down and 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 um i i think they're missing it on this one um i i'm personally very disappointed with, with this one um uh, with, with with this particular decision now our own Limerick minor manager um Adrian fitzpatrick um you know had invested an awful lot of work on, on the Limerick minor team, you know, on the hope of getting into the All Ireland series, 
like you know, it's presumptuous to say you'll be in it. But like when when you're stacking off, everybody's stacking off basically at a level playing field. An awful lot of work has been done at underage in 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 Limerick ladies football, and, and like for the second year running to have a group of players that that you know they don't get the opportunity um, that that uh, that those in other years have got. I, I think it's 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 extremely disappointing. Like you have a whole cohort of girls there. If you, you if you take the minors and 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 the under sixteens to a lesser extent the under fourteens, the, the way their lives have been tossed into turmoil because of the pandemic, not not just their sporting lives, but their social lives and above all their educational lives. You know, and this this was an opportunity to you know to give them something. To, to look forward to now, thankfully, that we're getting out of this pandemic. You know, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't um, uh, be, be any great difficulty or pose any problem, you know, to organize a few late uh, late rounds of the All Ireland series. All you're talking about is semi finals and finals, Jack. Yeah, and, and it, it doesn't appear that simple. It is a pity, it is sad, and it is an opportunity lost. To to to, um, uh, to give something to our young people. Yeah, and it's it's definitely an opportunity lost. But look, you have to remain hopeful, and it's it's been handed down that that ruling. But hopefully, there's a, there'll be a long summer there. Yes, and the more vaccines we have, and and the more we come out of this pandemic, there might be scope for for changing that. Um, again, we'll have to well, wait I, and I, see. I honestly hope Jack, that that there will be a rethink similar to the one with the with, with the Camogie Association and the leagues, like. You know, we were talking about it last week. Like, just just a ridiculous situation. We didn't know till the Tuesday before the league started that we were having leagues. Yeah, but again, as we as we said before, people can make mistakes, and and John Kiley was one that put his hand up. The Camogie Association Association did the same last week. So hopefully, the Ladies Football Association can realise the error and and see how much of an outlet this is for those players of that age that their lives have been affected so much over over the last twelve to fifteen months. But um, again, that's the situation down the line. And we have the provincial championships to get through. And it could be a case of towards the end of the provincial championships, we'll play an All-Ireland series. And it won't make any much difference to them because they'll be training hard anyway. But um, it, it's it's not a nice situation for those players to find themselves in, definitely at the moment. But um, as for this weekend, anyway, Matt, we, we have four games to look forward to. Next weekend, we'll have the, the ladies footballers will be in action. But we're hoping for four for four from Limerick, and you are kind of cautiously giving a vote for four to four. If I was to push you on that junior result, no, Jack, you are, you, <laughs> you, you can try all day now. You can try till the game is over. Five minutes at the end. Okay, well, I'll I'll hold you out to that one, so Matt. But again, much appreciated for talking to you, Matt. Um, we're hoping for four four wins for Limerick this weekend. Hopeful of it. Um. Footballers or the the lady the, the junior camogie team start the action at two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, the footballers are on at three o'clock on Saturday. The senior camogie side at half four on Saturday, and then the hurlers at quarter to four on Sunday. Um, until next week, Matt. Thank you very much, and thanks for everyone for watching. Demerica Bull. Impression the game we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about 
kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Nimic went out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 